A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. This is episode number 26. Thank you very much for giving it a listen and, uh, well, subscribing if you have subscribed. If not, I suggest you do, and then we'll deliver the next one straight to you. Uh, I'm Tim, that's JB. Hi, Tim. That is Phil. Hi, Tim. Uh, now, uh, Phil has climbed a mountain and done a four-hour cycle trek. I'm training to run a marathon in a couple of weeks. JB, what have you done this weekend? What have I done? Well, I played rugby yesterday, but... On the way in here, I mentioned last week the uh, uncooperative nature of the security in, at the rugby podcast. Yeah. Uh, today I, uh, I came in, I followed Phil, um, and the security guard came up and asked me, um, who are you going to see? To which I, I, um, I, re- I replied, the PKK, which were a terrorist organisation just inside of Turkey. He said, yeah, sure, no problem, let me in. <laughs> so uh, I think every week now I'm going to start uh, just make, making up new things. <laughs> Well, anyway, listen, we've got loads of rugby to talk about. It was a brilliant return of the Aviva Premiership. A hat full of tries and plenty to talk about there. Plenty of stuff off the field to talk about, uh, not least the Honey Badger, who, mm. if you've been listening to the podcast since the very start, we have been just massive fans of for a long time now, and uh, he's been at it again. But another big story off the field from rugby concerns Andy Powell, <laughs> which has already raised a smile on JB's face. It's the sort of story that just makes you put your your palm to your forehead. Well, firstly, Andy Powell's now retired from Rugby League. Is that right? Yeah, apparently he's no longer playing for Wigan. Okay. Uh, well, I saw some tweets from him today saying that... Because he had a, a neck operation and he said he's done for this season, but be ah. back, he'll be back next I season. I read in February they were close to releasing him, but I can't find any information if he is a player or if he's not a player. They've not made an official s- statement from what I can read. Um, but he says he'll be back next season. I bet they don't want the baggage that he comes with right now. Um, now, obviously, this is just tabloid stories and all the rest of it, and we don't necessarily, we want we like, we like talking about rugby, but this is such a high-profile story uh, from such a big character, British Lion, Welsh international. It's a very odd one, isn't it? Because it could only happen to Andy Powell. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, everything which happens to Andy Powell, like uh, I mentioned in the other podcasts, if you're a lad between the ages of probably... Uh, 20 to 35, and you're from South Wales, you've got a drinking story about Andy Powell. So everything you hear about <laughs> What's him, yours? Let's just reiterate your one again. I met Andy Powell in Cardiff, and when he told, he told us he was Andy Powell, my mate said, no, you're not. Andy Farrell looks nothing like you. Uh, he bought us a round of drinks, and this is when he was playing for Glamorgan Wanderers. 
He said, he said Andy Powell looks nothing like you. So he said no, Andy no. Farrell then. Yeah, so it was oh. loud. And my friend thought he said, uh, uh, and, and, I'm Andy, Andy Farrell. Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> and he was playing for Glamorgan Wanderers and he said, I'm going to be starting eight for the Blues, starting eight for Wales, starting eight for the Lions. At that time, he had uh, Xavier Rush uh, in front of him at the Blues and Ryan Jones as captain. And within six months, he had actually uh, achieved all of that, which is pretty incredible. Wow. So um, that was my um, encounter did with Did he Andy also Powell. rip his top off and flex? No, he didn't, but he had loads of pictures on his phone of him with no top on flexing. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, uh, I mean, he's a bit of an idiot, but he's a great guy. Like, if you meet him, he is just a great guy. I suppose he's our version of, the, like, the honey badger or something, you know? In a sense. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want <laughs> to marry um, the guy. Well, that's, that's a fact. Well, you wouldn't want to marry the guy. <laughs> no. You wouldn't want to... <laughs> Natasha Gascoigne did. Yeah. And she's now going on a massive media assault to uh, raise a load of cash. I mean... Get her side of the story out. Oh, yeah, because it's important, isn't it? Because I think people up and down the country are wondering what's happening to Andy Powell's marriage. Now, as big rugby followers, we had no idea what was going on until she made it public. So nobody cares, ultimately. We spoke about him last weekend. We had no idea all this was... If only we'd known. If only. This, to me, strikes me as if it's the height of her life, as if this is probably what she's been building up for for God knows how long. And, you know, with a bit of luck, she might get you know, a job on I'm a Celebrity or something. Actually, that's a that's, great prediction. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good prediction. Or Celebrity Big Brother or one of those. She might be one of the very few people in the world who are a bigger head case than Andy Powell. And the fact that Cosmic Forces have brought them, brought them together. <laughs> well, Cos- oh, Cosmic, Cosmic Forces being her suggesting he take her out on Twitter before they'd even met. Oh, and then yeah. getting engaged within three months of uh, knowing oh, so, each other. I mean, she's, I mean, she thought it through then. The thing I don't like about it is there's loads of sports fans of like football going, see, anyone who says yeah. rugby blokes are any different from football, oh, look at this story, see? It wouldn't make any difference, right? This girl's future is probably going to be chasing ex-footballers. Well, I think that's what her last five years have been spent doing. I'm yeah. pretty sure she's, she's had at least but- three or four dates with El Hajjouf. I mean, that, that's, that's yeah, kind of individual we're talking I, about. I'm sure she will have been searching for a footballer, rugby player, someone with some money. She <laughs> found one stupid enough to actually message back. Oh, poor old Andy Powell. Only Andy Powell. Well, the unfortunate thing is, because the, the marriage is broken down and she's made accusations, let's not go into what she's claimed about him because uh, it's down to... Yeah. So that, that, that's all conjecture, but what, what has been posted all over the newspapers and all over online are text messages from Andy Powell... I mean, to be fair, if you think about all the texts that you've ever sent to anyone that you've ever been with, like your your wife to be, my yep. wife now, and your girlfriend, you know, yep. you you probably sent something you wouldn't necessarily want plastered in in, in a no. newspaper. Yeah, I wouldn't even want the stuff which I write on the uh, egg chasers WhatsApp group to get getting into public. <laughs> <laughs> you are you're pretty libelous <laughs> almost every day. <laughs> So let's try and let's try and fill in the gaps because the newspapers have left some gaps, haven't they? Now, do you have these in front of you, Phil? I do. I have okay. exactly the same with with the gaps. Go on then. So, <laughs> I'm staying at Mum's. This is from Andy Powell to her. I'm staying at Mum's. Got a taxi back. Come over. I want to something something all day. Question mark. Um... Study game tape of St Helens. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the free weekend of rugby on BT Sport. Oh, who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, I think that's the right one, actually. Yeah, I, I think it is. The Daily Mail couldn't show that because it's advertising. Oh, I see. That's uh, why they, that's that's why they blanked it, it out. Got it, Not got it. Not that it was anything dodgy. Okay. <laughs> I'm in Montpellier. 
Just what, ha- sorry, what's he doing there? That's the first question. I mean, must, is it, are these recent? Must be playing rugby. Uh, what, for who? Sale Sharks were in uh, were in Montpellier's group last year. Oh, by the way, don't think about these text messages. She seems to have deleted her responses. Yeah, yeah, she has. <laughs> She's such a piece of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm in Montpellier. Just had a chance to something a girl. Oh, hold on, hold on a minute. I've got I've just got a sound effect that you can maybe use. Say it again. Okay, I'm in Montpellier. Just had a chance to. A girl, but thought I'd rather. <laughs> <laughs> what would he rather do? I think we know what he was offered with the girl, but what would he rather do? Like play Xbox, go drinking, <laughs> cards, drinking, gambling. See if French golf carts are as quick as English <laughs> ones. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I think I'd rather not. I think I'd rather rip my top off in front of a mirror and flex for a, yeah, a few minutes. That's right. Uh, go on, Phil. What's another one? Okay, next one. I want to... <laughs> All over your... <laughs> I think... I've said I've said this before, but I think that text message is as soon as he found out his stuff was on eBay and it's, I want to drive a golf buggy all over your face. <laughs> that's exactly how I would feel. Yeah, let me just mention the stuff that's on eBay. So she's put a load of uh, his stuff on eBay, right? So British and Irish Lions stash... Wigan Warriors jersey. She's also just put a general bundle of clothes, um, which like pants and socks and, and shirts. Yeah, and... and like a Christmas jumper. Oh, no, a onesie and shoes. Not one penny of that money will go to any charity. <laughs> that is a fact. Yeah, and uh, and love notes as well, and Valentine's oh. cards and things like that. Which really, really, that's just beyond the pale. Well, have you seen the all the wedding stuff that's on there, like her wedding dress and rings and? £10,000 engagement ring. And his wedding suits. Yeah. And I thought, do I know any big lads, <laughs> big strapping lads, uh. who have got a, an upcoming wedding? Who, <laughs> yes! Who, who might be looking for a cheap wedding suit. <laughs> maybe a Welsh fan. And maybe, yeah, exactly. Like, maybe an Andy Powell fan. Yeah. Jay, what do you think? Oh, <laughs> why not? There's a couple of, well, I, I wouldn't say lovely suits, but there are a couple of suits. Yeah, why not? It looks like he's from like, was it Saturday Night Fever? She's she's just horrendous, isn't she? She's right there fulfilling her lifelong goal to. She's right there fulfilling. <laughs> I thought that's what you just said. That's what Andy Powell thought when he got that tweet. And oh my. Now he's regretting it. Did you see his tweet the other day? That, no. That just said, Andy Powell is forever. Wags are yesterday's chip shop rappers. <laughs> well said, Andy. Well said. Mm. Him and Gavin Henson in Wales are in the national and treasures. Mike Phillips. I hope that he leaves rugby league and does what every fading Welsh star does and, and goes to the Dragons. Him, Henson, oh, yeah. Burn. Imagine yeah. that team. Imagine the beers they'd have. Imagine, oh. The, oh, wow. imagine the rugby socials and the, the kangaroo oh, courts. Exactly. Oh, can we talk about some actual rugby, please? Oh, yes. And it was a return of the Aviva Premiership. What caught your eye? I mean, well, I suppose the one thing that caught our eyes, a load of tries, but... Yeah, some great tries as well. I'll tell you what caught my eye. The size of Johnny May's shorts? The really short ones? No, what? no, the really long ones. Was he not wearing cycling shorts? No, no, shorts? we're not talking about his cycling shorts, are we? Oh, yeah, cycling shorts. Oh, yeah, shorts. oh, yeah. We've but... talked about that before, right down to the knee. Yeah, well, yeah. He, uh, I don't think he was wearing them for England, but as soon as he, no. gets, as soon as he gets back to Gloucester, yeah. standard issue kit. Sharples, Trinder, um, yeah. Rob Cook... It's like they're uh, trying to hide their quads. We want to see the quads, boys. Come on. Exactly. His try was quality as a team try. Yeah, really good team try. And what a game as well, 40-33. Yeah. 
I, uh, I, I thought Gloucester kind of gave up towards the end. Like mm. they, they were clearly on top. They, they played some really good stuff, though. And fair play to yeah. Newcastle for getting two points out of it. Like mm. they'll be pleased with that. The two points that you mentioned, Phil. The two points for Gloucester abs- uh, for, for Newcastle. Uh, for Newcastle, sorry, absolutely crucial when you consider the hair's breadth by which yeah. Worcester avoided winning again. If they'd have actually managed to finish off all the games they should have won, thinking the game against Leicester recently. Yeah. Oh, man, I just, they must. I just, felt for them. Was I, it 83 really minutes yeah. that they scored? Yeah. The very last, like, the last kick of the game was Andy Goode against his old club, his conversion yeah. to, to finish the game. David Lemmy's try, someone else actually scored it, but his yeah. break for the try was superb. Yeah. I do agree with that. Except for the fact that the guy making the covering tackle was Andy Goode. Andy Goode, <laughs> yeah. But it was Joe Simpson, and Joe Simpson kind of got body checked and blocked by Andy Goode falling over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was only like two yards to the touchline, and he still managed to go around Andy Goode. I don't know what you guys think, but every time I watch Worcester, I think, poor old Chris Pennell. Why mm. would he sign that new deal? Mm. Uh, but I think that should be applauded. No, there's, Tim, there's it's too silly. Many, there's too many guys that come through club academies at the less fashionable clubs who, who go off... And, and don't stick around. You know, you look at Sale Sharks with James Gaskell. Mm. You look at uh, London Irish with all the players that played against them for Bath. It's nice to see someone who's going, you know no. what? Yeah, I could go no. and play for a bigger club. No. I think Worcester are all going to win a game before the season's out. And I think I think Ryan Lamb might have quite, quite a lot to do with that. Even a five-point victory away at Newcastle, which I think is unlikely because they don't seem to be breaching the line very much. Even that, and they're still seven points behind, even with a five-point victory. Uh, yeah, I don't. They've got to win three games out of their last five, I just, and that's assuming Newcastle don't pick up any points. Mm. Yeah, it's not. It's gone. It's and New, Newcastle have shown that they can can score tries. At the other end of the table, it's getting pretty exciting, isn't it? I, I was there at the AJ Bell Stadium. We, for we noticed you tweeting. Sale Sharks v Northampton, and uh, I've got to say that was a hell of an effort from Sale from Sharks. Sale. Defensively superb. Uh, first half, they scored three good tries. Newcastle, no, Northampton, sorry, were just not really there. Second half, Sale got out of their half twice. One in the first minute of the second half, one in the last minute of the second half. The rest of the game was played pretty much in Sale's 22, and Northampton couldn't score. Hmm. It was phenomenal, phenomenal defence. Yeah. There was a load... Of, I, I, I sort of walked in towards the changing room um, around in the tunnel after the game, and there was a, a queue, there was a queue to get in the physio room there was claret being spilled wow, there, really? was, there was cuts there was stitches there was blood they're playing hard that that peel break was awesome it, yeah. it reminded me of peel in, in his glory years yeah. For yeah it was wonderful do you think some of this was down to him putting all of the england players straight back in all, all of the their internationals straight back in luther burrell george north tom, tom wood Dylan Hartley, Courtney Laws, and Dylan Hartley all started. Yeah. Whereas, I don't buy whereas this, Sale no. had n- no one, but they've off, come off the back of not only like some really physically intense matches. Not only last week they had a, a physically intense match, but they also would have had the like the, the celebrations afterwards as well. And from that like physical and emotional high of like getting to that point and performing really well to the AJ Bell stage to yeah to coming back Gorgeous. into the grind in the hail of the second half yeah I think that's got to have an impact I don't, I don't bias at all so if you think that had no impact you're saying that Sale are a better team and would beat Northampton at home any day you can't take away that victory from Sale no no absolutely well, not you, you are aren't you because what you're saying well, it'll is... be interesting to see I think it'll be a very different game a week on Thursday when they play in the Amelin Challenge Cup quarter final same two teams, same venue. Good play by Sale. You know, if we look 
towards the end of the season, there is there's a small chance, and it is a small chance, Sale might end up in the top four, which is absurd. The way Leicester are looking, <sighs> it is absurd when you look at last season, but the way Leicester are looking now, and Bath for that matter. Bath looked great. They did. Bath do, do uh, great. And Leicester's result on Sunday, the 45-15 mm. demolition of, of Exeter. Well, Anthony Allen is just sort of the key to unlock he the is, outside he? backs but Tuolagi and Gonover that power and pace yeah well, well I mean if you're talking about dangerous dangerous back lines what about Ford Eastman oh he's fast Watson but Watson, of course and Abendanen oh Abendanen Oli Devoto as well yeah, uh, good, and good, the good guy point. that who is equally as fast but you, you may you may have forgotten um, Rocket Aguni Jonathan Joseph Oh yeah, who's out injured at so, the moment? So like, you could have some serious pace in, yeah. that, in, in that back line. Because Rocket is a good player as well, <laughs> yeah. and of course Gavin Henson. <laughs> <laughs> serious gas in the back line. They look really good. Although my talking point from the Premiership, I want to bring up right now, was in the London Irish match. And Phil, fair play. You've mentioned this a couple of months ago, and you've men- we've mentioned it since. What is the point in having television match officials there to make decisions for what the referee can't see or wants to check? But then the referee makes a decision based on the big screen. Yeah. I think there might be something in this, you know. I think it'd be very interesting to just have a big screen. And if he needs to go to TMO, the TMO just plays him in slow motion. Just plays it to the ref. Yeah, just plays it to the ref. Because, so I mean, they've already, do- they've already yeah. done it on big screen. So, so you, the TMO is uh, a trained referee, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So you don't need that. You just need someone, like a TV guy, just to press yeah, play. Yeah, just a TV guy. Play. Press play, press rewind, slow motion. I wouldn't even have slow motion. I just yeah. have match speed. If that's the way you're going to do it, do it. Make it clear that that's yeah. how you're going to do it. But at the moment, we've got some kind of halfway house in between. Because that on in the Bath uh, London Irish game, the ref went to the TMO. The TMO was ready for his decision. But the ref just said, well, unless you can show me another angle, I'm going to award the try. 50 minutes into the game, the score was something like 13-10. To Bath. He went back and said, Can you check for obstruction? Now, in the eyes of the pundits from BT, in my personal eyes, I don't know what those who thought. And they're good pundits. Uh, uh, my opinion as well was it? Yeah, I agree it, it with you. It was Tim. obstruction. I mean, it had an effect. It on... had an effect. Trevor Aynes couldn't make a tackle um, or couldn't attempt to make a tapple, tackle on Abendanen because Dave Atwood did block him. It did have a material effect. We never know what the TMO would have said because the, the TMO said, I have a decision for you, Greg. No, unless you show me another angle, I'm giving a try. That was it's it. So strange. It's yeah. very, very. It is strange, strange to go through that the whole thing, to ask for his opinion, to go through the whole thing of him looking, rewinding, so that he can see it exactly how he wants it, and then not ask him for his opinion. Yeah, agreed. Um, um, anyway, the, the one last game that we've not spoke about was the Saris Harlequins demolition. Yeah, well, it, do you know what? I, it was. But it is a demolition. There were some lucky tries. I thought. It, well, two interceptions really, and also the. The shot Brits try should ne- they should never have let that in. There's the uh, burger try. Sorry, burger shot Brits, Brits yeah. made the made the break. Oh, I can't believe you're complaining about Jack Burger try. No, no, it's just I, you know, it's it's one of those lineups you learn in school. Well, I know Sedgley use a very similar lineup frequently, and it for anyone worked. that didn't see it, describe the lineup. Now, from what I can remember, I could be wrong here. I believe it was off the top and then came straight down to shot Brits. Uh, it wasn't even off the top. Um, the front jumper moved backwards. Yeah, and the front lifter just stayed there, and then just as the jumper went up, the lifter who was on the five meter line just turned round, and it was like a one-two from yeah, that... from Brits 
to the first man and then back to him and Brits was straight down Do you the, know what? the touchline. There was one little thing which um, was pointed out to us on Twitter. In the, in the London Irish game, speaking of line-outs, Matt Parr at one point was yeah. lifted. The loose head prop Matt Parr was lifted was at, the, at the front of the London Irish line-out. Yeah. And he was lifted by number six, Kieran Lowe, who is a line-out jumper. It's wow. bizarre. They must have just found themselves in the wrong position, I think. Uh, no, oh, yeah. no, because he's gone up with his arms up in the air. He's not. <laughs> no one, no one can lift an eighteen stone man without him knowing about it. So our uh, cocoa butter loving loosehead was is jumping in the lineup. Yeah, yeah, good indeed. for him. There was at one point with New Zealand that Dan, Dan Carter Co- yeah. was ready to be yes, lifted by that's right. Julian Sevilla and Man Nonu. Julian Severe, I bet he could lift, well, lift him, a lot. Him and Mar Nonu throwing Dan Carter up. There'd be no problems there. Yeah. <laughs> Some other tweets that we've had from people getting in touch. One of them is a is a, retru- a retweet um, by Jennifer Joy Cudmore. Yes, did you w- see that? Wife of Jamie Cudmore. Um, so so um, Tom Piper yeah. on Twitter. Hello, Tom. Yeah, hi, Tom. Last week said... Um, how did you forget about Jamie Cudmore when we were talking about our brush with the law 15? I know, that was a real stupid omission. And so I replied to him saying, oh my God, I can't believe um, I've, I missed an opportunity to talk about and look at pic- topless, uh, topless top- pictures yeah. of Jamie Cudmore. The hulking Jamie Cudmore. Yeah, to which uh, Jamie Cudmore's wife then favourited... Did she follow both, us? ...both of our tweets. What we know from that is she goes onto Twitter, Jamie Cudmore's wife goes onto Twitter and searches for the phrase Jamie Cudmore. Yeah, exactly. Um, and another Twitter follower, a guy, um, Eddie Rosa, listens to us from South Sudan. Wow. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. was awesome. Hi, Eddie. Toby Hopkins on Twitter said he enjoyed the Jailbird 15. Can't believe we didn't include Craig, Craig Gower, though. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I, I stupidly asked. Australian of Italian heritage, so he's played rugby league for Australia, rugby union for... Italy, and he's had a number of alcohol-related off-field in- incidents, mm. including exposing himself to female Irish tourists. Right. Uh, <sighs> so he did get convicted. Did Natasha Gascoigne marry him as well? <laughs> <laughs> Chase Michael Pierce with a, a bottle before vomiting on him. Street nuder on a resort stall and crashed a golf cart. We've also had lots of contacts over the last week um, about, well, the last couple of weeks, in fact, about Nick Cummins, the Honey Badger, someone who we, we've talked about extensively on the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast. We absolutely love him, and I'm delighted to say that the world is getting on board the Honey Badger train. Uh, he's had an amazing couple of weeks, which all started from a post-match interview after a Western Force match, uh, they got a narrow defeat in New Zealand. And the Honey Badger came up with this absolute gem. So you nearly got a try on that left-hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, I've gone up and over and had a head over biscuit. What's your philosophy on attack with this team? End them, basically. Um, up the guts and then, uh, yeah, swing it wide and, and uh, in the corner. And finally, um, Honey Badger, your nickname. Can you explain why? A badge. Um, oh, look, you know, long story short, basically uh, there's a documentary on uh, National Geographic or Animal Planet, one of them Fox that he set ups. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I watched this, this thing and this honey badger was going toe-to-toe with a, with a male lion and um, I managed to... It was un- underneath him, well, the underdog, obviously, but he on his back, clawing away, one, two, and then, buddy, the, the big fella um, got his canasters clawed off and, and he trotted off around the corner and fell over and the badger gets back up and... I thought, what an animal, you know, that's, pretty, that's impressive. <laughs> Thanks so much, good to meet you. 
Oh, so he's, the guy's a bloody legend. And that's in addition to all the stuff we've previously played Head on the podcast. Head over biscuit. Head over biscuit. Biscuit. These are some of the best phrases he's used that we've featured before in previous podcasts down, uh, through the months. If I, if I end up getting a gig, mate, I'll be uh, going off like a cut snake. So you're as tough as woodpecker lips. Yeah, mate, oh, buddy. Uh, look, I ran up a drain pipe in one of them runs there. Sweating like a gypsy with a mortgage, actually, when he, when he got up after scoring that try. I would say any footballer who hears the Honey Badger in a post-match interview needs to take note because there, there, there is no more boring, cliche-driven... <laughs> He's a breath of fresh air, isn't he, Nick Cummins? I think he must have a little pocketbook of phrases to use. Head over bis- I mean, It just flows. He doesn't even take <laughs> breath. Let's compare it. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll compare it to James Milner. So this is recently done by James Milner from Manchester City's own sort of TV channel on YouTube, YouTube channel. So this isn't even a post-match press conference when he, he would just say, oh, you know, gave 110%, all credit to the lads, they'd done fantastic. Uh, this is him when it's meant to be more relaxed, more chatty. So n- <laughs> not in a post-match interview. So this is James Milner in a relaxed environment. I've heard you don't drink alcohol. Would you consider a glass of bubbly if City won the Premiership? If we won the Premiership, I might consider it. I probably wouldn't, but I think that would be the closest I'd ever get to drinking if we won the Premier League. It'd obviously be a great thing, so I'm sure the lads would be egging me on as well, but I'd probably have to pretend I was drinking it and throw it in a plant pot or something. <laughs> oh, my word. He's, he's the kind of guy you can imagine hanging out with a... Like Nick An- Cummins? Andy Powell, Nick Cummins. Hens- Natasha Gaston would love to go with him. <laughs> I should love the money. Oh my god, what a sad indictment of that team and, and football <laughs> in general that James Milner's going, Oh yeah, if we won the premiership, the lads would be egging me on to have a sip of champagne. <laughs> have a bit, go on, James, have I'd, a bit. I'd consider it, but I'd, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. I'd pretend to drink it and pour it in a plant. It means pot. he wouldn't consider it, by the way. Right, let's compare that to the very latest because uh, Nick, oh, yeah. Nick Cummins was playing over the weekend for Western Force and uh, and this was his post match interview. When, when we're back on our line here, we're, we're, we're Dean, like, buddy, like the boys in the trenches in Gallipoli there. Well, we're not as difficult as that, but uh, and then, uh, you know, at the end, they were just like that, that kid that fell out of the tree, you know, he just, he just wasn't in it. I was chasing balls, I was, I was busy at that, buddy. Well, how busy was I? Well, mate, you've been up Bilbra Way, mate. I was, I was busier than a one-armed bricklayer in Baghdad, mate. It was, it was flat out. So when I got that seed going down the sideline there, I had no, I had no gas left. And just buddy, so he clipped me. I went out, mate. I was buddy. Sorry about that. The guy is special. That line, you, you're so right, Jay. It just flows out. Of Where did it come from? Well, mate, you've been up Bilbra Way, mate. I was, I was busier than a one-armed bricklayer in Baghdad. <laughs> I mean, a bricklayer in Baghdad, Baghdad is obviously busy, but you know, a one-armed. <laughs> What, what a guy, what a guy. <laughs> and the other one as well, a, Gallip- a Gallipoli reference. Yeah. That's pretty high yeah. brow. Yeah, he, yeah. he did then uh, backtrack a little bit on the Gallipoli, saying he was as busy as the boys in Gallipoli. Uh, yeah, maybe actually not quite that, that busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, no. Is that an Australian battle? Is that why he Yeah, knows? yeah. Ah, right. That'll, that'll, that'll be why then. Yeah, it was, there was a film made out of it, with uh, made about it with, um, what's his name, the famous... Uh, Jew hating Australian actor. I might send him Mel some. Gibson. I might Mel send him Gibson. Some, yeah. I might send him some tweets. See if, see if he'll use some mind. Like I was bouncing around like the six seventeen squadron or something, <laughs> something like that. We were breaking down like Natasha Gascoigne. Oh, my <laughs> Let's move on quickly. Uh, we've got a fifteen that we're going to pick this week. Last week, uh, as we just mentioned, when we were talking about some of the tweets we got in, uh, we did a jailbird fifteen kind of brushes with the law. 
Um, if you want to get in touch, you, no doubt, as we've just proved, there were some we missed from the 15. There'll be some we missed from this 15 as well. So at Rugby Podcast on Twitter to uh, suggest this or talk about anything else you hear. Uh, it's an outside interest 15. JB, this was your idea. Oh, it was my one. idea. It's a good one. The outside interest by which we mean people that in professional rugby aren't just necessarily solely professional rugby players. It may be a, another career vocation they're trained for or it may be a, a sort of sideline business or it may just be a hobby they're quite that's quite unusual so an outside interest 15 uh, what we got then props loads of props yeah there are loads of props yeah well, they I, seem to be interesting characters props they do yeah it's such an odd an odd job you can't just be a uh, you know a, a normal human quite you would quite often ex- expect perhaps props to just be meatheads in the gym all day eating pounds of protein and just being slightly nuts but some pretty clever props as well. Mm. One example, the South African international Yanni Duplessis. He'd be my suggestion for a possible tight head. Older brother of Bismarck, of course. The warship. Qualified doctor, when he's not playing, is he will go and treat HIV sufferers in a clinic and operates as well in a military hospital. But this <laughs> is in addition to playing super rugby and for South Africa. And, and, and owning a cattle farm with his father, father and brother. Yeah. I did not know that. Bismarck and Yanni, um, they have a family cattle farm. Christ, well, that beats my um, suggestion, which is going to be Julian White, who missed a World Cup to run a farm. Uh, Yanni not only won a World Cup with a farm, but he also qualified to be a doctor whilst doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. And treats HIV sufferers and military God. casualties. Yeah. He's a hit. He's, he, he's, he's an actual a, hero. An actual hero. <laughs> yeah. So Yanni Duplessis, there's no question he's getting our number three shirt. I bet he doesn't get any tweets from... Uh, well, I bet he does, actually. I bet he doesn't answer the tweets. Yeah, no. that's, that, that's, Too that's busy. the point. Too yeah. busy being a hero. Uh, the loose head prop, then. I don't know if we can match that. We should just oh, fold, we... fold this up and go home. We can't match that. No, we the, can't that, match no, it. But, but the, the... We, we, can have, we can have interesting ones. So, uh, well, Andrew Sher- Sheridan. Andrew Sheridan. Of course. He's the guitar player and bricklayer. Yeah, he's released... Um, what was it, a soft ballad, rock ballad yeah. album, and he's a bricklayer. Actually, a published songwriter, mm-hmm. and he's a bricklayer. Mm, I'm surprised he's not into things more like powerlifting and stuff. Well, I think he does that as well, but, <laughs> but that's all based around his rugby. All right, so we've got Andrew Sheridan and Gianni Duplessis. That's a pretty strong start, that. N- not least, they're just good players as well. Yeah. H- hooker. Mm. Um, well, just one other prop we could have. Oh, yeah. Uh, DJ Church. Of course. <laughs> Key and Healy. Yes. Um, or even uh, Matt Stevens, who obviously... Now, that's a great one, because he's a cafe owner. owner. Yeah. Uh, do you know who he owned it with? Uh, uh, it, the, was, it was, it was, it was... hooker, what's his it name? Was, it was Lee Mears. Yeah. Lee, Lee Mears. Mears, yeah. And so there's another one, he could be isn't there? But it was quite funny when uh, Matt Stevens got his drug ban and then starts up a coffee shop. <laughs> so it's like, what, what exactly are you selling in your uh, your coffee shop? Dutch style. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, there's another prop um, who owns has a sideline business with a fellow teammate or a former teammate, and that's Castro Giovanni. Oh, you must have, owns I've... an Italian restaurant in Leicester oh, called does, yeah. Timmy. With yeah. do you know? How how how? Romero Paz. No, um, um, former teammate. Former teammate. Well, Jordan Murphy. Well, Italian. Jordan Murphy. It is oh, Jordan Murphy. Yeah. Well um, I've got one. Now you've started mentioning it. Uh, Phil Vickery. Oh, raging bull clothing. Yeah, yeah and all, and also an awful pundit. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. Uh, so, but we've got loads of props. Then we might have to convert a prop to hooker, unless we've got a hooker. You've got a good well, hooker. 
Lee Mays, uh, Brian Moore's trained solicitor and worked as a solicitor for. Was his question to Nelson Mandela, do you drive on the left left hand side of the road or something ridiculous like, ridiculous like, like that? Who? He said, as Nelson Brian Mandela, Moore? Yeah. Really? He said, like, well, as, when, they, when they were introduced to him in the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, they all got, got to ask one question. Brian Moore's was, do you drive on the left hand side of the road? <laughs> <laughs> I had a guy called Ronnie Hinchcliffe who used to play prop for Hull and Dewsbury and is a pigeon fancier. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Cheers, Jay. It's okay. Uh, who gets our hooker shirt? Lee Mears. Let's go Lee Mears. It's got to be um, outside. It's got to be beyond the amateur era, really, because everyone had an outside interest in the job and all. The yeah, but it, the really interesting ones are, are still pretty interesting. If yeah, that that's sense. true. That's true. All right, Lee Mears. Well done, you coffee shop owner. You're in second row. Oof. I struggled a bit with second row. I did. Confirms what I've said in the past, that all second rows are boring. Exactly. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, I found Will James is currently the chairman of the Rugby Players Association, uh, but that's we can't be well caused. within the, the realms of and rugby can't playing. And we can't be seen on here to be celebrating trade unionists. Have you got any back rows that can play second row? Uh, no, well, uh, well, let's just jump to back row. Let's just say we've got a void in our in mm. our thoughts then in second Har- row. I mean, because, again, you go back to the amateur era and there's people like Wade Dooley, which were yeah. policemen and all the rest of it. But in the professional era, well, I, suppose, I, I know I know James Hudson is like a PhD in chemistry, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Fair play. Is, is he really? So he's a chemist. Uh, he's Dr. Hudson. I know he studied chemistry to a really high level. He was at Bath University when I was there. Um, and... Uh, Try to think and he's since done some postgraduate study. Oh, Nathan Budget played well, played for the Welsh Welsh volleyball team. There you go. <laughs> you love Nathan Budget. I love Nathan awesome. Budget. Nick Kennedy's mum is uh, is an author. <laughs> <laughs> Kennedy's mum is an author. We really are clutching the straw. We need some help. We need some help. Yes, please. So, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, we, we're really getting better. Let's try and save this. Well, all right, Tim Rodbrett uh, uh, was in the army. He was. James Haskell has got, well, a multifaceted business outside of uh, rugby, including... Brand su- Haskell. Supplements, Brand Haskell, yeah, with his... Yeah. Coffee. Supplements, coffee. Yeah, yeah. Irish Scroll coffee. And he does the MMA commentary now, and I quite, I quite like it. He does him. the MMA commentary? Yeah, for, for, for Five Live. He's not great at the commentary. He doesn't do the commentary, he does the interviewing. I quite like him in that, in that function. I think he's on something there. Carving mm. out a little niche. Fair enough. Mm. Oh, and also he's got... a. I don't know if you know this, he's got an interest in posting videos on YouTube, topless of him working out. Did anyone know that? <laughs> James Haskell's in. Um, who else? Uh, another coffee shop owner. Go on. Chris Robshaw, recently. Ah. Yeah. And he's, and he's into operatics as well. Yeah. Into singers. Yeah, he is. He's definitely into singers. <laughs> um, hang on a minute. How about Luke Watson? I mean, he, he definitely has outside interests. He's like an active... Racial campaigner. Uh, Andy Powell's got uh, outside interests of um, just marrying nutters. <laughs> Poor Andy Powell. <laughs> I, think uh, we, I think we've got enough to fill a back row. Emmanuel Aronordike. Uh, Farmer? No. Mm. Uh, owns a designer clothes shop. Oh, in... yeah. We're done with back We need help with second row. We're done, yeah. we've, got, we've got plenty of back row. Uh, let's move into the backs then and scrum half. Mm. Dawson, is... Dawson versus Healy. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of in the sphere of rugby, so it's a funny one picking that, isn't it? But they have both well, done very well. Well, Dawson, Dawson is Dawson, everything. Well, Dawson, Earth. of course, dancing. Well, cooking, all the rest of it. cooking, cooking. Yeah, because he's he's had he won. Oh no, he came. No, no, he did win MasterChef. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also owns 
or certainly has a big stake in the Fuller Flavor Sausage Company. Yes. Um, which some of them have his face on them. Hello, Fuller Flavor Sausage Company. Uh, our address is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matt Dawson is in Fly Half. Uh, Matt Gittel. Matt Gittel has a, has a huge amount of equity, or supposedly is meant to have a huge amount of equity, in a company that produces petrol from some seeds or seeds or some plants. So like biofuel. Biofuels, yeah. So when he was, um, in fact, it could be fuel pellets, in fact. So when he was signed to Western Force as the supposed million-dollar man, it wasn't because he was getting paid a million, do- a million dollars, or that was headline figure. That was the value of his shares, which he was given. Wow. Mm. There you go. Uh, Johnny Wilkinson owns yeah, a clothes company. With his brother Mark. Yeah, Lupe Contepomi. Solicitor or doctor? Doctor. Yeah. Trained doctor. I read a, an interview in Rugby World not that long ago that was with uh, Toby Flood and asking about what he does off the pitch and he said he's a very keen gardener. <laughs> <laughs> and him, and, Toby. him and Matthew Tate who were like, looking forward to their, whatever it was, rhododendrons and hydrangeas coming through this, this year. <laughs> I like that. That's quality. Toby Flood, the gardener at 10. Yeah. Let's put him in and then and Scrum Half will go at Matt Dawson. We've got Gitto potentially in the centre. But Sonny Bill Williams. He has Martial arts, boxing, yeah. <laughs> rugby league, every sport you can imagine. He's awesome at as well. Looking like an incredible specimen, getting, yeah. getting body tattoos. Does that beat Jamie Roberts? We could have an oh, all. I think so. yeah. We could have an all doctor. You probably sent a partnership with Felipe Contemporary and Jamie Roberts. Uh, I don't know. So, Sonny Bill could be slotted in on the wing as well. Mm, yeah, he played there for New Zealand. But, but what about on the wing, uh, James Simpson Daniel with his biltong? Him and his brother. Oh yeah. Oh, have, I tell you, his, uh, biltong. Yeah. Meat. Who thing. else does biltong? The old sail prop. Jack Forster. Jack Forster. Yeah. Mm. Uh, by the way, delicious biltong. He he was at Broughton Park. Yeah. Very good biltong. Yeah, very uh, good biltong. That's good, farmer, good farmer Jack's biltong. Farmer that's the Jack, one. That's it. When we interviewed um, Austin Healy and Ben Kay, and we asked them who'd done best yeah. out from the World Cup, and they said Leon Lloyd is now a high-flying executive. Leon Lloyd is chief executive of Legion Worldwide. So I've been on theirs. It's, that's it, that sounds like a company that sends mercenaries over <laughs> to, uh, to Iraq to guard oil fields. <laughs> it does. Uh, the description of them on their website is they're... An international conglomerate business focused on financial services, professional services, and sports, hospitality, and leisure. Wow. And he's CEO. Oh, well, actually, Uh, on that note, uh, Charlie Hodgson is going to be a a rugby agent, replays agent. Is he? Yep, that's his his next move. So. Ben Cohen, gay rights activist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's like a a big gay icon in America. Now, who? Ben Cohen. Ben Cohen. Have we got a centre partnership then? Um, We've got loads of centres. Tons of centres, haven't we? We could have the two doctors. So let's, go, let's go the two doctors, Contopomi and Roberts. I like mm. that. So the wingers, we mentioned a few. Well, we could we could slot Sonny Bill on the wing. He played international wing for New Zealand and uh, Ben Cohen as well. James Simpson, Daniel. Rory Underwood, a bit, pilot, old, a bit yeah. older pilot. Fighter pilot, yeah. Um, um, pilot. Paul Saki? Paul Saki, yeah. What's Paul Saki's story? International car dealer. Yeah, <laughs> what? there's there's some information on this. It's very sparse the information what? on the yeah. on the internet. Uh, sorry, not international lux- luxury car dealer. Yeah. Luxury car dealer. What? His Wikipedia page. Now this must be a joke, but it lists one of <laughs> his one of his um, achievements as a car salesman as selling a three hundred thirty thousand pound Reliant Robin. What? <laughs> Which someone's having a laugh. Yeah, on that, Wikipedia. Yeah. Unless it because. He's played for London clubs, unless it was the Only Fools and Horses, the That's original. The only one it could be. 
Reliant Rubbing, but I can't find any more information on it. Oh, it's got to be a joke. I want that to be true so badly. I'm <laughs> if, fact, like, let's yeah. just put him in on the 15, just hoping it's true. <laughs> if anyone knows any information about that, please, please get in touch. Paul Saki on one wing, the luxury Robin Reliant car dealer. Jason Robinson's got uh, gone into farming now. Has he? Yeah. He's also involved in uh, pro skins, uh, like Under Armour, basically. Hmm, interesting. Um, I reckon Ben Cohen, the gay rights activist, it's quite unusual. I think. Yeah, it is unusual. Yeah, that's good. And at fullback, you can have Jason Robinson. Or Jordan Murphy. Or Matt Gitto. Or, or Matthew oh, Tate. Why do I think I've got another Matthew one? Tate, well, the gardener. Well, Matthew Tate, as well as being a gardener, <laughs> I read an interview with him years ago yeah. that said he was training to be a doctor. So I just looked that up um, when we were, I was researching this. And he sacked that off, but he's now training to be a commercial pilot when he finishes. Oh, playing. I knew that wow. actually. And he's a good Harry Potter impersonator. <laughs> so <laughs> Matt, Matt Tate will fall back. Yeah. Why? In. Why? Because he turns invisible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! What, a, what an amazing place to finish. Listen, listen. Wow. Get us out. Get us out. Right. So, if you've got any more to suggest for the fifteen, the outside interest fifteen at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, save us from that horrific joke, Phil. With a, you said you got some rugby. Guess who? Yes. So uh, I've been working down in London this week, which means uh, long working days and lonely evenings eating on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was eating on my own. Natasha Gascoigne. It's uh, just get in touch via <laughs> Rugby Podcast if you want some companionship. Uh, I was eating on my own on Thursday night. Uh, and I looked to my left and I saw a famous rugby player and I was in a sushi restaurant. Okay. So, so yes, no questions to guess who it is. Take it in turns for your yes, no questions. Um, is this rugby player from one of the home unions? Yes. In terms of nationality, right, yes, okay. Hmm. Is this person? Does this person play for a London club? Yes. That's cool. Quinns, Sarries, Irish. I don't think you'd be saying it if it wasn't a really good player. So I'm going to go, if you don't mind me asking another question, Jay. Go for it. Is this player an international? Yes. Right, so we've got Sarries, Irish. Does he play inside the M25? No. Ooh, oh, so Wasps or Irish? Or it could, what else is what else is? Sarries are outside the M25. Are they? Or oh, Sarries, okay. Did this player start... Regularly in the Six Nations recently? No. Right. Hmm. Just play her back? Yes. Hmm. I feel like we should have some music. Hold on. <laughs> got the Je- have you got the Jeopardy music? There we go. <laughs> Great music. Um, <laughs> right. Does this player play for Saracens? Yes. Right, a back for Saracens. Is it Joel Tompkins? Ah, no. I, know. no. I reckon someone who would need a massive amount of protein to supply enough muscle to that jaw to make that huge jaw work is this player Brad Barrett. Correct. Yes! What? In a sushi restaurant? Never! <laughs> Sorry, can I have a yeah. well, He always loses games. Doesn't matter who I play. What was he having? Uh, lots and lots of sushi. Him and a mate, an uh, unknown mate. Having lots of sushi, no beers. What's, just it, what's his jaw like when you're up close? Big. Yeah, <laughs> wow. big, strong jaw. Who has a squarer jaw and larger shoulders, him or Jamie Noon? Oh, he's a bigger lad than Jamie Noon. Yeah, but, you know, proportionate. <laughs> proportionate. <laughs> uh, probably similar. It I've never, see, like I've never seen Jamie Noon in the flesh. I'd like to dress them both up like Buzz Lightyear. 
I wish I wish I was with because I was just on my own. So obviously, like I was very reluctant. I I really wanted to go up and and say, "Can I get a, a soundbite for the Egg Chasers sure. podcast?" But I was just a bit too. Like, I don't know. Star, starstruck. Yeah, starstruck. That's the yeah. word. Um, so next time I see someone famous in London, but, I will well, that, do. That's all right because you can't do any worse than JB, who had the opportunity to get Jonathan Davis and managed to somehow get the worst audio quality that we've ever heard. <laughs> I am Jonathan Davis, and this is the Egg Chasers podcast. I, look, I had to interrupt him listening to the Egg Chasers podcast. He was curious. <laughs> <laughs> So you didn't have any moment with Brad Barrett. And I suppose with no one there, you couldn't take a picture where you're pretending to take a picture of the person opposite you and actually <laughs> take a picture of him. He was directly to the side of me, so it would have been weird if I'd like, spun round on my seat. Should, oh, have, got, should have got chatting. An icebreaker. Then before you know it, it's three in the morning and you're in some sleazy Soho club. <laughs> and you're you're marrying them and then you're divorcing them and then you're selling Brad Barrett's stuff on eBay. Exactly. <laughs> like any decent human would do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy Powell. What's going to happen this next week uh, between now and then? I don't know. There'll be new stories every day. The tabloids have got older. This is probably, it's probably the stuff we've talked about is probably out of date now already. Yeah. Yeah. How is it? I mean, he's a good rugby player, but he's not good enough to get this amount of attention, is he? No. Bless him. Right. So, pre- Premiership this weekend. We've had a great weekend of Premiership just gone, but there's some more tasty games. Uh, the live game on Friday night on BT Sport is Bath v Sale at the Rec. I just see that one going. I mean, I don't think Sale will be expecting to get anything out of this. Maybe a bonus, losing bonus point. Well, their run, know, of, run of form is pretty good. They'll, they'll be high in confidence. I think they'll fancy it. I mean, I don't think they'll get anything. But I think, think they will fancy it. I mean, if, if, uh, no, if they don't... They'll fancy getting a point out of it, I reckon. If, if their defence is good enough to hold Northampton for a full 40 minutes mm. in that second half, then I reckon they'll fancy it. If Sale were to get a win... My word, does that make things interesting? It really does. When, it really does when you consider Sale are seven points behind Leicester and Leicester are... And Bath. Leicester and Bath. Oh, sorry, well, yeah, Leicester and Bath. But Leicester are away at Northampton mm. and if Sale beat Bath, they're right in the mix there. It's. I mean, Steve Diamond was very much playing that down. Yeah. Um, after the game, he said, oh, it's probably too much for us, top four. It's probably too much for us. But I think quietly they'll know if they could squeeze something out. And you never know, a bit of bad weather or... I'm not sure. I don't think Steve, Steve Diamond has that kind of um, modesty. I think he thinks that, that, that they can make it. I bet he thinks the players aren't good enough, but by God, <laughs> does he think he's good enough? <laughs> I'd have to go logic, home win. Yeah. Uh, Bath, and I think Bath will score a few tries as well. I think they've looked so good. I think I think, I think the... brilliant. Possibly one of the best signings of the whole season. Well, George Ford, you mentioned, would be one. And Leicester must be kicking themselves that they don't have him. But the other one is not a player, and that's Mike Forshaw, the sale defensive coach, because I think yeah, he's made the him. biggest difference. Yeah, you mentioned that very early on in the season, and it's it's really come true. It's very good point. Exeter Gloucester. Hmm. It's not, not, quite, on, Exeter. not quite a dead rubber game, but almost. Bo- bonus point for Exeter. Hmm. It's Exeter have just come off the back of hammering away at Leicester and they're, they're now 11 it. points from top 6 mm. it's not happening is it yeah, yeah. But 11 points from top 6 yeah Oh. but there's only 2 points in between Exeter and Gloucester as well so yeah. um, Exeter will, will really want to uh, win that and I think at home they'll probably just have the edge I think at home they'll have the edge as well Quinn's Irish I mean Quinn's aren't playing well Irish no Irish are a tough team aren't they you, you can't be off be off your game at Irish you see Topfield Joe's try for the weekend? 
Pick and go. Mm. Oh my god! I think they've got a few players that look like they're kind of wanting the season to finish. Though I think Marlon Yard didn't quite. I mean, it's his first start back, I suppose. But he's playing against his future employer. Future employer. That's an interesting little side story. Mm. So he'll want to impress. Want really want to demonstrate that he's better than his opposite man. And Quinns have struggled mm. in the in and vice the, versa. Quinns have struggled struggled in the front row, mm. front five. So that'll be that's, that's going to be that's a tough one to call. And the, you think you probably have to just go home win the home advantage at the stoop. Probably be it should be. Yeah, yeah. Games. I'd like to see Irish get uh, one or two points out of the game though. Uh, Wasp Sarries, another London match. Wasps have got zero chance. Yeah, Sarries gone to the top of the league after that demolition of of Harlequins, uh, and Wasps didn't look good against against Worcester, but just did enough. So Saracens by fifteen points. Saracens for me as well. And then here we go. What a tasty game this is. Northampton Saints for you, Leicester. 3.15 kickoff, live match on Saturday afternoon. If you asked me yeah. this 48 hours ago, I'd say Northampton. I think now it's Leicester nailed on. Leicester are getting kind of their players back at the right time, aren't they? Getting hot. They're looking good. And they've got a fresh to Alangi, whereas everyone else is saying, oh, all our, all our top players are you know, tired. Well, he's been he, he's been out for God knows how long. He's raring to go. Yeah. And they're missing Corbusier, they really are. Mm. Is there any news on when he'll be back? No. I think that this game should bring out the best in Northampton. How do we not have Corbett Sierra with his rap as, a, as an outside in, in, interest? By the oh, way. my word. <sighs> Maybe he could accompany Andrew Sheridan's music, next musical venture <laughs> with some rapping interludes. That'd be good. Anyway. Uh, I, I'm going I'm, I'm to go home win because they were, they were poor and under par at Northampton. But this match brings out pretty feisty side in Northampton. And uh, I'm going to go home win. I'm going to say away win. Leicester by three. Away win. Leicester by more than three. Really? Yeah. Ooh. I think it'll be a great game. If you're not doing anything on Saturday, 3.15, get BT Sport on. Thanks. Absolutely. yeah. And by the way, if you are doing something at three... Just go and get BT Sport anyway. Yeah, you can watch it on your phone. Yeah, yeah. I was watching it on my laptop. Get, when get I was the BT Sport app and have it on the go. Yeah, my um, phone, my laptop. Yeah, my um, my laptop actually faces. Uh, so you come in, come into my, my office. The only I can see my laptop. I often watch BT Sport instead of working. <laughs> and even though you were watching it instead of working, you found that watching it, your boss came to you and said you're incredibly productive and yeah. uh, and a model employee. Oh my god, is that BT Sport? And he watched it too. So watch BT Sport. <laughs> We will certainly be doing that. Right, listen, um, thank you very much for listening. That's what we reckon. What do you reckon, based whether it's on the weekend's games, on the 15 we picked, on Andy Powell, on the Honey Badger, or on anything else you've heard, then um, on Brad Barrett's jaw, or <laughs> anything really, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, and we look forward to hearing from you there. And then hearing, well, and then we'll be back next week for another podcast. Enjoy the rugby. Uh, nice one, JB. See you, Tim. Nice one, Phil. Cheers, Tim. In a bit. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 